Well, I have to say, what a way to wrap up a great year of distance running. Kingston will be kicking off its four-year run of hosting the cross-country nationals this Saturday, and they're certainly doing it in style, with names like Reed Coolsat, Natasha Wodak, Lanny Marchand, Luke Bruchette, Chris Winter, and the list goes on and on, all ready to toe the line. Given the course's reputation for being a fast one, you can certainly bet that this meet is going to produce some really great races. This week on the Terminal Mile, we talk cross-country nationals with special guest Clive Morgan, one of the men responsible for getting the meet to Kingston, and Chris Winter, the current Canadian senior men's cross-country champion. Don't go anywhere, you're tuned into the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. You're listening to the Terminal Mile at the Terminal Mile on Twitter. It's been one year since Chris Winter took the men's senior cross-country nationals race and was a real nail-biter on Jericho Beach. Since that race, Chris has had a huge year both on and off the track, setting a wicked PB in his main event, the 3000 steeplechase, achieving an Olympic standard along the way, and he got married this summer to boot. Chris will be in Kingston this Saturday to finish off what's surely been an exciting year for him and to defend his crown. Right now, he joins me on the Terminal Mile. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Last year's Canadian Championship cross-country race was a real thriller, with you just edging out Kelly Weeb for the win. When you're out, what does that race mean to you now? Uh, I mean, that was just uh, the culmination of a lot of things coming together on uh, on one day to, you know, to be really special. And, you know, for that to happen on my home course, uh, you know, at the end of four years after being at Jericho Beach for four years, that was just a... Uh, yeah, it was really special. I had a lot of friends and a lot of family out there supporting me, and I'd, you know, I'd placed fourth, I'd placed third, I'd placed second. So really, the only thing missing from my resume at Jericho was was the win, and I put a lot of pressure on myself for uh, to deliver that day. And it was just, uh, you know, it was a great race between uh, you know a number of guys, but it came down to Kelly and I just at the finish line there, and I, yeah, I, I was able to dig deep and and get the win there, and that was just a, uh, you know, it was a special moment in in my running career. Your main event is, uh, as mentioned, the three thousand steeple. But you show up to run cross every year. You know what's what's your draw to this race? Uh, I just love the challenge and the, and the change. And it also fits really well in with the fall training, where you're just doing a lot of base training, a lot of mileage, anyways, and uh, it just helps. It just kind of keep you motivated through the through the fall and you know the crappier weather and stuff. So you know, I, I just I love the competition. I love being on the line with uh, guys from 1500 meter runners all the way on up to to marathoners and. So it's just a it's a great race to have you know all Canada's best going to line at the same time and uh, it's, it's exciting it keeps you motivated. So it's something that we we ask a lot of our elite athletes. But you know what does a week of heavy training look like for you leading up to this week's championships? I, I mean, I, in the fall it is really like base training and with the focus really being outdoor track. So I try to keep that in mind and not try to get too caught up with trying to train for you know the nationals uh, across country specifically, but. Uh, again, the, the two are really do go hand in hand. So for me, it's just a, it's a lot of mileage. It's, but I, I'm not, I'm not a crazy mileage guy. So somewhere in between, you know, 85 to 100 miles a week. And I, I just really try to look for a lot of consistency and, uh, you know, try to have too many superhero weeks and just a lot of really good, consistent weeks. And, uh, you know, the, it's pretty, pretty typical. There's not, there's not a lot of secrets in distance running. And so it's uh, a lot of far licks, tempo runs and long runs. Uh, and then, you know, just as we get a little bit closer to the, to the actual, uh, to the race, you know, we try to sharpen up a bit and hop on the track once or twice just to kind of spin the legs a bit. Have you run the Kingston course before? And, you know, how do you train for a course that you may not be super familiar with? Yeah, no, I've never actually raced on it. I went and watched the Canadian championships, uh, the CIS championships that were out there in 2009. So 
that was a few years ago. Uh, but I do have some memories of the course. I can remember it a bit. Uh, so I know I've never raced it. So there's, I, I mean, it's cross country. It's, it's, it's really, you're, you're racing, you know, you're racing the people, uh, beside you. So, uh, I've, I've done most of my workouts down at the, the Jericho cross country course, cause that's not too far from where I live in Vancouver. And, uh, so, so I mean, I, I don't really train, I guess, with, uh, with the Kingston course in mind, but, uh, I just try to do whatever I can. And then when I get to the race, uh, I'll go and jog it the day before and that'll give me a good idea of what to expect for the next day. The fields are looking uh, super deep for this weekend, both on the men's side as well in the women's race. Uh, you know, who are the runners that you'll be watching for? Oh man, there's a, there's a lot. I had a, had a little look at the start list, uh, in preparation for this, this call. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of big names on that, on that list. So, uh, I mean, the number of Olympians out there is, yeah, I don't know, it's three or four or five, but, uh, got definitely got to be looking out for guys like Reed Coolsat and, uh, Luke Brichet, who's won it in the past. And, you know, guys like Alex Jaday and Taylor Milne and Ross Proudfoot and Chuck DT and Matt Johnson, the list goes on. There's just a, there's so many talented runners in, in Canada right now. And it's awesome to see the number of them coming out to support the, the nationals for cross country. It's going to make for an exciting race. Okay, so I have to touch on this because that BC Cross Championship looked crazy. I mean, the times were unreal and, you know, people talked about maybe it being a short course, but still, it looked <laughs> like a crazy race. Uh, talk to me about that race. How did it all unfold? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great race. And again, we had, we had a really good field uh, lined up for that race with a lot of the university guys coming out who, you know, being in the middle of their, uh, their, their cross-country season had already raced a few times and were definitely, you know, fairly sharp. Uh, and then, you know, with guys like Luke, uh, Burchette and, uh, Jackson Kent and a few of these other guys from the BC Endurance Project in there, it was a, it was a great field and we had a really nice day. I hadn't had too much rain in BC yet. So it was, uh, you know, really dry, relatively flat course. And, uh, I think we can all probably admit that it was a little bit short. Uh, I think a few people have done some calculations to figure out that it was somewhere 350 to 400 meters, but in the end, cross country is a race between people and we're not too worried about the time. Um, but it was just a, yeah, it was a great race and it came down to, I guess really the three of us and that was me, Luke and Declan. And, uh, I tried throwing in a few, uh, moves over the last 2k to see if I could put some distance on those guys. And, uh, I guess I spent all my cards too early cause it came down to about 80 meters to go and, uh, Declan and Luke had a great, great finish and pulled away from me a bit there at the end. But, uh, yeah, it was a great race and, uh, excited to kind of have another shot at them in, uh, you know, a couple of days time. So uh, switching over to, you know, your main focus, as you said, uh, the 3000 steeple. I mean, right now the steeple field in Canada seems like super deep with uh, two guys going under 820 this year and four, you know, maybe five guys who could, uh, you know, get that Olympic qualifier. How do you feel about the overall depth of the 3000 steeple in Canada right now? Yeah, it's uh, pretty intense. Uh, you know, it's great. And that's what obviously what led to you know, this, this depth, uh, you know, is that the competition spurs people on and, you know, gets you thinking that you can do things that maybe you wouldn't normally be, uh, you know, thinking about. So the goal no longer is to run, you know, under 830 or run the Olympic standard. The, you know, the bar has been set really high by guys like Matthews and Taylor and Alex. And, you know, the goal is really to run under 820 if you want to have a shot of going to the Olympics in Rio. So, uh, I know I've, I've had a look and seen, you know, in the history of Canada since like basically the beginning of the modern Olympics and, Canada's only ever sent uh, a maximum of one people chaser in any of the other previous Olympics. So to be sitting there looking right now, we've got four guys with the qualifying standard, and like you said, maybe five by you know by the time we get to Edmonton in July. Uh, you know, it's it's really a, a testament to the depth of uh, distance running in Canada right now, and it's it's really exciting, and it's going to make for some uh, great television, nervous moments come uh, come July. So 2015, it's 
been a huge year for you, you know, scoring that PB and Olympic qualifying in the steeple. You know, how, how do you follow that up in 2016? There's really only one way to do that, and that's, uh, you know, to try to make the team and, or make the team and go to Rio. That's really my sole purpose of still kind of being in the sport. I, I you know, I, I continue to love it and love competing and stuff, but, uh, you know, I really, what drives me is to try to make the, the Olympic game. So that'll keep me motivated for sure. Uh, and it'll, yeah, it'll be a pretty exciting year leading up to that. All right. I'm springing this one on you last minute, but, uh, as a former Oregon duck, uh, how did how did that race uh, shake out for you uh, this past weekend? Were you watching? Yeah, yeah. I know. I try to keep uh, keep an eye on it. I'm definitely you know past my uh, my days there, and I you know I don't know too many guys on the team personally anymore. But I like to keep an eye on seeing how the how the teams are doing. So you know, it was really nice to see the the Oregon team get a trophy. They finished fourth, and they have the uh, Edward Chesler to walk away with another uh, another title. It's pretty amazing to you know have three in a row. I think he's the first guy to ever have done that. It's really really impressive and you know he just seems to have a really good attitude and you know it's a, it's exciting to see the ducks continuing to do well and hopefully they can uh, you know continue to do that going forward chris winter is the defending senior men's cross-country champion he will be in kingston this weekend uh to defend that uh, championship best of luck to you uh chris and thanks a lot for being on the show thank you very much guys look forward to seeing you on the weekend you're listening to The Terminal Mile, a podcast about competitive running in Canada. You can find us via Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, as well as on tracky.ca. The annual Canadian cross-country championships are this weekend in Kingston, and judging by the star list, this may be the meet that you can't afford to miss with too many top-tier names to mention. Clive Morgan is one of the men instrumental in getting the races to Fort Henry, and he joins us right now. Welcome to the show, Clive. Well, thanks for having me here, Michael. As mentioned, the meet is just days away. I imagine pretty much all the tough work has been done at this point. Is there anything really left to do before Saturday? There, there's always little details to to take care of, and there's always you know all of the unexpected things that crop up. Uh, you know, you're always relying on all the volunteers to show up. There's things that are um, you know not going to actually know till the day of. But uh, but as far as the major work, I mean, we've been working on this thing for well over a year. And uh, yeah, all the all the the big items are covered. Um, we just we still the only major thing left is to actually get out there and set up the course and have it ready for the athletes when they show up on uh, on Friday to check it out and have everything ready for race kit pickup. And then um, I think once we get uh, get that done, then we're pretty much in position to start the races on Saturday. Okay, so this this Fort Henry course is one that's hosted many cross country races. Uh, many. You know, I I would think so. I mean, if you ask anyone, they pretty much know it if they've raced at any sort of level. What are the features that make it different from other cross-country courses? Well, I don't know but necessarily different. There may be features that might make it better. Um, it was it was set up about 15 years ago. Shane Lincolns was the guy that did most of the work in getting it set up. And, and the, for one thing, the, the loops are incredibly accurate. Um, there's a 2K, there's actually a one and a half, a two and a two and a half K loop on that course. We're using the 2K loop or the two and a half K loop only, depending upon what race you're doing. They're incredibly accurate for a cross country course. I've I've wheeled these things several times. People have run them with Garmin's and other GPS, and then they come back and they're like, "No, your course is bang on." So, so it's accurate. It's it's a dedicated cross country course. It's run entirely on grass. Um, people look at it and think, "Well, it is, that's not a very challenging course. It's kind of flat." And um, the 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 
response I always give to that is is a quote that we got from Megan Brown when she ran provincials here in 2012. She was interviewed afterwards and they said, you know, what do you think of this course? And her response was, I love this course. She said, it's deceptively challenging. She hmm. said, you know, you can never set a pace on this course. You're always climbing or descending or turning. And it's, and, and that, that absolutely described it. I mean, Kelly Weeb, when, uh, when people asked him about, uh, about running on this course. He he said he compared it to, to you know, the good world-level cross-country courses like the one in in, um, in China when he raced over there. He said it's a lot like that. I mean, it's grass, it's rolling. So so there's features about it that that uh, that appeal to the athletes. And then from the point of view of spectators, it's an incredibly spectator-friendly event. Um, there, each loop uh, goes out and comes back twice each time around, and then there's a return by the start-finish. So anybody that's there to spectate is going to see the athletes going through five times each loop. So there's there's great opportunities to to cheer on the athletes to get pictures, and then just the backdrop. I mean, we're we're up on top of a hill looking over Fort Henry, looking out at Lake Ontario with uh, Wolf Island in the background, and you're looking down on Kingston. Um, what's not to like about it? <laughs> now, taking a look at the uh, start list, it seems to be a real who's who of uh, current Canadian elite runners. Uh, you know, who are some of the names that really stick out to you? Ah, uh, I have to answer that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's it's honestly so hard. There's there's uh, there's like 130 guys in the men's race, and and I think uh, 80 or 90 in the women's race. Who sticks out? Well. How many people do you want me to name? I'll start on the men's side. Reed Coolsat for sure. Um, we've got Ryan Cassidy coming in, Matt Johnson, Andrew Nixon, uh, Ross Proudfoot, Nicholas Falk, CPT, of course, defending champion, Chris Winter, Yves Sikabwabu, Xavier King, Evan Esling, Kevin Tree, Sammy Jabril, Mike Tate. You want me to keep going? Oh, man. I mean, any one of those guys. I mean, they're all talented on the women's side. Okay, here we go. Natasha Wodak, yeah, she's got a record. Lanny Marchand, she's got another one. Um, Victoria Coates, former OUA winner. Cleo Boyd, uh, Rachel Cliffs coming in. Julianne Staley, Sasha Gallish, and your words will know her. Therese <laughs> Thompson, Stephanie Smith, Rachel Hanna, Lindsay Carson, Leslie Sexton. I, I, I could just keep going. It's incredible that the depth of the fields in the senior races. And, um, you know, I don't know as much about athletes in the junior and the youth races, but but I think we got some pretty good competition right across the board. You know, tons of clubs uh, are also sending full teams. You know, who are some of those teams, and how do you think the results will end up shaking out in, in that team race? I, I think the team race is part of what has contributed to the depth of the field, and a, a big part of that reason is um, we got a sponsor earlier this year, uh, um, Run Ottawa, um, the people that do the Tamarack Race Weekend, uh, John Halverson reached out to us and asked if uh, there was some way he could get involved. And one of our suggestions was, um, how'd you like to sponsor the, the senior men's and women's race? So there's a $2,000 prize to the winning teams on the men's and the women's side. And I think that's a big part of what has, has driven this uh, this up in terms of participation. And so the teams to, that I think to watch out for um, I'm going to have to go with the team coming from Laval. CPT is on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the the team from Speed River. They've got they've got a few guys on there. I mean, they got Taylor Milne on there. They got uh, um, Reed's on there. Um, Jeremy Ray's on there. Andrew Nixon's on there. Proudfoot's on there. That's going to be a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Physical's got a pretty good team. Um, they've got uh, Alex Wilkie in there. Blair Morgan, Jeff Archer, Rob Alselstein, Eric Winans. 
Um, I, I think in looking through them, those are kind of the top three I would I would look at. It looked like the Durham Dragons were going to have a pretty awesome team. They've got Xavier King and and Evan Esling, but the last time I looked, they only had three guys. So um, they're going to need at least four, and you know you always want to have a couple extra. So um, I don't think they'll be in there. Um, Newmarket certainly has some good runners in there. Dylan Brown's running for them. Um, not sure where he'll be. But Kevin Tree will certainly be right up there. But I don't know where the rest – actually, have Sammy Jabril on their team, too. So they, they may be a factor. So there's certainly teams to watch out for on the men's side. On the women's side, um, I think it's the London – oh, i, I got to go through this and make sure I get the, uh, the names of the teams right. But mm-hmm. uh, the London Western Track and Field Club has Lanny Marchant on it. Um, who else? Amanda Trulove is on that team. Emma Tallman. Um, Rebecca Peterson, they'll be a strong team. Physical, uh, actually, I think they have 11 women in the senior race. They've got Cleo Boyd's running, uh, Clara Langley, Julianne Staley, Victoria Coates. That will be a strong team. Um, I'm not sure how many teams there actually are on the women's side. Harbor Track has a team in there. Um, Speed River doesn't have a team on the women's side. I'm not sure about... Uh, new market. Oh, uh, UTTC is definitely going to be strong. They've got Rachel Hanna and Sasha Gollish. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about their other runners. Um, I, ah, man, I hate to, uh, I hate to overlook any teams, but, uh, I think that's, um, actually London Runner has, uh, Leslie Sexton and Stephanie Smith on their team and a couple of the runners. So they could be in the mix. So again, there's four or five teams that, uh, that could be in there, and uh, that's a that's a pretty decent prize for for a team. So I, you know, that kudos to to John and Run Ottawa for stepping in and, and sponsoring that and and helping drive up the interest in this competition. Uh, so you guys are also offering a community race on the course as well that same day. Uh, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, we we've included that. I think most um, places where they've held nationals in the last little while have. Uh, there's, there's always uh, a sort of a component of, of um, competitors that aren't associated with either a club or members of Athletics Canada, and they, they look at it and they think, wow, you know, it's anywhere between 35 and 60 bucks to do the race, and I have to get a membership with, with Athletics Canada to do one race? Mm-hmm. That makes it a little bit prohibitive. So um, we put the community race in so that uh, those people would have an option of running at the event on the uh, the course that uh, that the elites and and all the others will run on, and then also um, I mean the youngest category for the championship races, championship being youth, junior, senior, and masters. The youngest category is the youth. So if you you have kids that are racing bantam and midget at provincials, they can't race here. So it gives you an option if you're coming here with other family members and you have younger kids that want to run. There's a two two and a half or a 5k race that they can do. Or as I said, we have other people doing it. I think in total, we have about 70 people registered now for the uh, community race. So it, it just gives them even parents. I mean, parents of, of kids who are, are running in the uh, the junior or the senior race and they want to race themselves, but they don't want to go into uh, something like the master's race. And uh, registration is closed for all of the championship level events, but for community race, registration is going to stay open until uh, the end of race get pick up on Friday. So it's going to be open till five o'clock Friday if anybody's still thinking about it. And it's a bargain. It's 25 bucks, no membership required. And you get to run on the same course that the, that the guys will run on. You're running on the two and a half K loop. 
You know, I have to, I'm throwing this one to you uh, a bit of nowhere. However, uh, as anyone connected to a race should probably know this at, at, uh, at this point, I would think I drove home in the snow and uh, if my time in, in eastern Ontario and now living in a southern Ontario has taught me anything, whatever we're getting down here in the south, you're getting about, uh, about five centimeters more up there. Uh, How is the weather looking for the weekend? You know, right now the weather is looking amazing. I was up on the course today doing an interview with uh, the local TV station and uh, Mike Possible from CKWS said, you know, could you imagine if you just take today and have the race? I mean, the sun was out, the wind was blowing. It's it's uh, Kingston, I don't know if a lot of your listeners know this, but Kingston is the freshwater sailing capital of the world. Um, when you stand up on the course at Fort Henry and you look out past the fort, you look at Wolf Island and you'll see... There's a bunch of wind turbines on Wolf Island. They're there for a reason. Um, there's generally a little bit of a wind here. We're hoping that's not too much. But there was a bit of a wind today. The sun was out. It would have been a perfect day for racing today. The, the fall so far this year has been uh, its been absolutely perfect for us so far. I don't even want to say this. We have not had any snow yet. You made me say hmm. that. Like I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to jinx this. But right now, uh, it's looking great for for Saturday. Again, I don't want to say anything that is just going to throw the weather gods uh, into a tizzy. But it's looking good. So um, you know. And and again, uh, I went out to Vancouver three of the four years they had it out there, and and it's it's uh, damp out in Vancouver in the hmm. fall. <laughs> <laughs> to say, to put it mildly, I mean, it rained a lot when we were there. <laughs> uh, it's a different kind of cross-country running. But uh, the four years before that, I, I raced, uh, I think, three of the years when it was in Guelph. And, and they had conditions that I think we're going to experience here. One year, the Masters race was done in a in a bit of a blizzard. It was sort of hat wet snow that stuck to everything. But by the time the juniors raced, about an hour and a half later, the sun had come out, it melted the snow, and it was like a gorgeous fall day for them to be running. So... You know, it, it is the end of November here in southern Ontario. What's the weather going to give us? Well, I think people have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be like. I don't, I don't think it's going to be atrocious, but it it could snow a little bit. It could rain a little bit. It could be windy. It could be sunny. We held the uh, Athletics Ontario Championship here at Provincials in 2012, and that was on November 11th. So two weeks earlier than this one. It, it, I kid you not. It was 20 degrees out when we held that race here. It was unbelievable. So I don't think we're going to get that on Saturday, but I think it'll be pretty good. Okay, so if people want to uh, take in the action live at Fort Henry, uh, you know, where can they go to get uh, all the information? Well, if they want to, I mean, if they want to come out in person, um, the best thing to do is to go to, we set up a website, it's uh, www.xcnationals.ca. Everything is on there in terms of the schedule, there's maps, uh, there's there's tons of parking up at Fort Henry. There's there's parking for several hundred cars up there. Um, I'm hoping most of the athletes and, and uh, competitors, uh, coaches, and that won't be driving there because one of the beauties about holding the race here is that the, the major hotels downtown, which are sold out now on Friday for basically the weekend, hmm. they're all within a 10-minute walk of the race site. So you don't need a car to get there. I mean, you know, people, most of these athletes are going to, get to the race and do go do a warm-up well there's your opportunity for your warm-up leave the, the vehicle behind so um but if if that lot is full up there um there's overflow parking at the uh at the rmc um sports complex down at the bottom of the hill i just <clears throat> would like to reiterate that 
we don't want people parking on the side of the road that goes by the course that we are on. CFB Kingston property has posted no parking signs. And if people park there, pretty good chance that the military police are going to tow you and you're going to have to go talk to them to get your car back. So, hmm. um, so yeah, if they're coming out in person, the schedule, the maps, location, everything is there. Um, if you can't make it here to watch the races, uh, Athletics Canada has started streaming all of their championship events this year. I'm sure most of your your viewers are familiar with that. So there will be a live feed on their Runner Space channel um, starting at about 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, running straight through all of the races. And again, the, the, the setup of this course, it being, um, you know, as I was saying, it's very spectator-friendly. Uh, we've been in discussion with some of the people from Runner Space and and with a couple of cameras, we're going to put one up on uh, some scaffolding out near um, the middle of the, the loop. They should be able to cover most of the course. So I'm thinking that their that their video coverage from here should be excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, just finally, you've signed up for the Masters race. You know, how's training been going? How do you think you'll do? <laughs> training was going quite well. Um you know, it, 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 things things were going well, and then uh, just in the last little while, my workouts have not been particularly good, and uh, a combination of just too much stuff going on and, uh, and not enough sleep. And um, yes, I'm still registered. Am I going to run? That'll be a, a day of uh, decision. I'd I'd like to be able to run. Um, hopefully, if I've done everything right, uh, I should be able to to get out for um, however long. Hopefully. A little over 30 minutes or so to <clears throat> to do my AK, and also, I mean, Steve Boyd, who's been helping me with this, is not running, so I can simply pass the uh, the baton over for him for the uh, for the time that that I need to go and run. And and I mean, I'm also I'm going to be coming back around every eight minutes or so. So if they really need me, they know where to find me. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to run, but um, if I feel really drained, uh, I may just pull the plug. We'll see. Clive Morgan, uh, you can catch him running around both figuratively a and lot. Per, per, <laughs> perhaps literally as well, too, uh, at the uh, cross-country nationals happening this weekend in Kingston, Ontario at the Fort Henry course. Thanks a lot for being on the show, Clive. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. It strikes me that it was a little over a year ago that I went for a run with Adam Stacy, aka Mr. Tracky, to pitch him my idea of a running podcast. And once you know it, less than a week later, the Terminal Mile was born. Big thanks to everyone who has made this year of podcasting possible, whether it be the many guests who took the time to talk about their training and the sport, to Tracky for all their help and support, and to you, of course, the listener who has stuck around. Special thanks go to my guests this week, Chris and Clive, and good luck to everyone running this weekend in Kingston. You can find us on Twitter at The Terminal Mile. You can also find us on tracky.ca, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Mm-hmm.